Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to beat Mrs. Star. Her Jake Gilly used the smoke to see shut. We about to talk about Ocean Pictures. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to beat Mrs. Star. Her Jake Gilly used the smoke to see shut. We about to talk about Ocean Pictures. Welcome to the show. It's your favorite my what is his favorite actor? This look just kind of different for some reason. Your favorite actor? <laughs> it seems to be working. Did you say your favorite actor? My favorite actor? Your favorite actor? Probably because I'm distracted. When you distracted, you say wild stuff. So I'm gonna run it back. Your favorite actor? My favorite actor? Our favorite actor. All right, you know what this all is. It's another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, what you call it, the podcast, where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talk about something else. But you can almost guarantee that we might guarantee. maybe mention the individuals who make up the name of this here. John, you already know who it is. No, it's Luke. your boy, Leo Archibald. A.K.A. Young Denzel, O'Shea Bratson the third, Slim Nady, A.K.A. Slim Pickens, Robert Balmain Jr., Peter Party Starter, Belly Rolling, Nate Yawine. Did I say silk pajamas already? Uh, once again, we are not Ben Nathlisberger. We are not Nantonio <laughs> Brown. Shout out to Nene Smith-Schuster, though, um, who is the second best receiver in the league. As you kids would say, no cap, whatever that means. <sighs> um... Check. What else? Who else? I is call it Nate School. Um, who else? I is Nate Fest. Um, uh. who else? I is Nate Feet and Rolly Man. Spread your Rolly wings. No, thank you. It's your boy Joaquin Pennysworth, aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya Taylor Joy Van Zandt, aka Cool Breeze, aka Glock Eyesweiler, aka Terry Hightower, Why? aka Chorus Kojo, Neon Ember, Uncle Hami. Ladies and gentlemen, tell me if the audio is as good as normal episodes. Sweet no. lady, well, would you be my sweet love for? A lifetime I'll be there When you need me Just call and Receive me Alright, let's get down to business Football Eminem Um, what? Nah. Are you seeing any movies since the last episode? I don't I have not seen any movies Well, at least none that My bad memory can remember We all know that I fall asleep on all kind of 2018 movies and at home but I, yeah i ain't watch nothing all right i watched a few joints hold on let me just copy and paste this here uh this is what happens when you ain't prepared um all right uh what did i see first first up i saw assassination nation at the movies it was a good movie and for movies when people like to say movies are like um What's the word? 
like they're like they're like dark and disturbing in a way like you see you when you think of that you think movies that deal with like touchy subjects like uh i don't know sexual assault or violence or just stuff like that mm. when people say disturbing i think this movie was disturbing and it didn't have nothing to do with any of that <laughs> this movie is terrifying for 2018 cuz it dealt with um a hacker releasing all the info from like your phones and stuff so your text messages your pictures so somebody just straight up leaking all your stuff and it just dealt with that but to the extreme and it was terrifying and it and it shows you like how people it over in an overreacted way it showed how people would react if they were in this this uh hyperbole scenario in this society that's fictitious but extreme so it was that and it was disturbing. It was a, it was my it would be anybody's worst nightmare if somebody just decided to just go in, leak all your photos. Yeah, that's crazy. Like just a hint at they had they leaked the photos and all all the information from like a principal's phone, and he had pictures of his yeah. like six year old daughter, not six year old, she might have been three or something, but she was naked in the in the bathtub. Yeah. And they proceeded to call that dude a pervert, pedophile, and all that stuff, and they were trying to get him out of here. That's crazy. Just, just stuff like that, and. So it's was, it was pretty uh pretty crazy, but this was a really good movie. Um, it catches my attention from the get go with one of their scenes, the labeling trigger warnings. Um, Bill Skarsgård is in there looking super young. <laughs> this dude was playing a high schooler, and every time I seen him in a movie, he looked like he could play no high school character. Yeah. But he looked all clean cut. I mean, he was still you know he wasn't normal, but he just looked normal. <laughs> um, yeah, this had some brutal like like I said, this movie has some brutal scenes. Just like how I. Mainly, I respect the way the director, like, set up everything and how he kept the tension there and how, like, he shot the movie. I thought he did a good job, or she. I don't remember this person's name, but I thought they did a good job with the directing part of it. And there is a, um, yeah, that's what I've been using. That's what I thought I figured out how to use the thing, but I instantly messed it up. But, um, what a... Oh yeah, there is this one scene that deals with like a house alarm that I thought was shot really well because it keeps like once once you watch the movie you see what's going on, so there's suspense in that scene and how like he shoots it and keeps the suspense ratcheted up. Also on top of with the score and everything, I thought was very dope. One of my more favorite scenes of the year. Uh, what else? Just something up. I don't know why I was watching this, and it made me think this of it as this being a much better Spring Breakers movie, especially when you get to the end. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, if Spring Breakers was good, then I could compare <laughs> it to this movie. I should make a Spring Breakers too, because now you got the new kid like Dove Cameron. She would definitely be in Spring Breakers. Uh, who else? Um, but yeah, like I said, um, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really good. It was twisted, disturbing, and. Had a psychotic message, but I thought it was dope. There was had a little twist at the end that I didn't see. Like, I saw them, the reveal coming, but I didn't see the reveal going in that direction. And then when you get the reasoning for the reveal, it was so simple, but it also makes sense in this society and, like, in this time period. So it was another reason why I thought the movie was good. So shout out to Assassination Nation. Um, next up, I watched a movie at the theaters called White Boy Rick, not to be mistaken with the biography of Black Boy Nate, but White Boy Rick, I was disappointed in this movie. <laughs> the guy who played Rick, or White Boy Rick, it was this was his first movie, and he didn't do a bad job. I thought he portrayed the character well and brought that 
that um that necessary uh, you know kid raising a bad neighborhood type of vibe and only thing he knows is this type of life but he wants to leave so you know he's not this not this white kid acting black he's just acting how he's raised and how to get the money and whatnot so i thought he did well in portraying that this movie just makes detroit look so bad and not just like the people <laughs> just the the scenery like boy there were so many shots of rundown buildings <laughs> Terrible empty spaces in the neighborhood. It was just trash. I'm like, man, this is this is disrespectful. If I was somebody like, uh, you know, Trick Trick or you know, one of those yeah. people over in D- Detroit, and I saw this movie, somebody gonna catch these hands. <laughs> um, my boy Danny Brown had a little appearance in this movie. Yeah, I, Detroit. I didn't. Of all Detroit rappers, I don't know why I didn't expect to see him in this. Yeah, he must have just been there. And it was a scene that didn't take place in Detroit, which was funny. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> um. But then, like, in the actual, like, this is based off a true story. And then I read what actually happened in real life. And this movie did not portray the good parts of this movie very well. Like, it didn't even, like, it's not even full 100% what actually happened. Of course, that's what you get with movies. But, like, even how Rick gets into, like, the drug game. Like, it happens. Like, he is, like, forced upon it by cops. And another thing, before I keep going. The way they, the way they, the cops forced him into being their informant. It was so nonchalant, and if you turned your head in the movie, or you took like a second nap, next thing you know, he done worked <laughs> for the cop for like a hot second. Like they didn't even like make a big deal about it, or actually like let me know this was what don't what was going on. Like I'm not telling you to be blatant with it, but be blatant enough where it's obvious and just not like kind of like oh he he working for the cops right now. I didn't realize that, but like in real life, um, he gets into like the life of crime by his sister's boyfriend in the movie. He ain't got no relationship with the sister's boyfriend. He don't even talk to that dude. They don't even show this dude really speak. He's only in the movie for like one scene. So I thought that was annoying. And the stuff that they were getting into would make great for movies. And it didn't seem like it would be expensive. So they could have rent that route. Don't know why they did that. But um, yeah, like this movie is just, it has ideas, but it treats them more like bullet points. The same way I described the Tupac movie. Tupac had these yeah. events in his life. They took like a, a timeline and then for each point in the timeline they make like a scene or two yeah. and they move on so they can get everything in exactly but this movie is under two hours and it's not even all that many stuff that they have to get into is and it's not even like they don't show enough it's just like they don't put emphasis on it like they don't make this stuff a big deal and they don't make it move quite like like it's like it's climactic climactic in a way it's just like they treat this like this was an actual person's life, and I get that it was an actual person's life. They really did these subtle stuff, but they don't try to like spice it up or like put some cool music behind it or really put some emphasis on the scene to make you seem like this is an actual movie, and that bothered me. So that brought the movie down. Um, your boy YG is in it. He didn't say much, but his <laughs> acting wasn't bad. Okay, time to see YG in movies. A little mini fro YG. He actually spoke like clearly when he did speak, unlike real YG who. Sounds like a thug. <laughs> Shout out to all my thugs out there. I'm one of them. Um, but to sum this movie up before I get into any more detail, this movie just seemed like a rough draft of a movie, and I want to see the final copy. So Not me... everybody does great biopics like, uh, what's that movie called? Painting Game. That's a great movie. Now, in defense of people who hate that movie, over time, the movie doesn't get as good. Yeah, but, but if you watch it, like if you've seen it at the theaters, yeah, and different. then you happen to trickle down and see it again, yeah, Maybe it'd be alright Or like if you're showing somebody It'd probably be better when you're showing somebody Then 
Well, my I'm only saying that because I've seen the movie several times. Yeah, I, I believe I've really only seen it once. Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray, of course. I want to watch it uh, soon with milkshakes. I say, if y'all want to borrow, y'all can, because I don't know whenever I will watch it again. But yeah, this is the first two times I watched it, it was a great movie. And I watched it like third, fourth, fifth. Like, I don't really care for this movie <laughs> like that. Um, and then last but not least, I watched a film by the name of Night School with Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish. Taron Gilliam, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> Taron Killam. Yeah. Fat, Fat Joe. Yeah, Fat Joe. Romney. Uh, Romney Malka. On a one-name basis uh, and other people. This movie <laughs> was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I watched the trailers. Like, this movie don't look that funny, but I'm going to give it a chance because <laughs> I like Kevin Hart and I like Tiffany Haddish. I'm sure it would be funnier than, like, a little funnier. I don't even expect it to be hilarious, but I'm sure it would be funnier than what the trailers are giving off. And... <laughs> but I wouldn't say it was good And I wouldn't say it was bad It was just cool Now if you ask somebody who was sitting in front of us in the movies ooh, <laughs> When you see a movie like Midday Sunday And it ain't crowded You don't expect the ghetto uh, talk throughout the whole movie Stomping laugh crowd to come <laughs> out But there was one person who made sure That they was representing for the whole theater <laughs> They was stomping and clapping And yelling and talking to the screen As if this was the Funniest movie they've seen in a long time. And I just did not agree. First off, the movie starts with Kevin Hart with some fake braids on. <laughs> you know a movie got to start out like that. He looked wild, and I didn't like it. Um, and yeah, just like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Like, I expected these two funny people to have better, like, comedic chemistry. Like, bounce off jokes that were actually funny with each other. But man, many of the laughs didn't come from when they were actually, like, having, like, camaraderie or anything. It was coming from other people, like... Romney Malco, who was probably one of the funniest characters in this movie. There you go, Romney. Um, but like every time, uh, you don't get you don't get out of the end of the show. You just get you. A, there you go. <laughs> like, there you go. Take it. Take it. Or leave it. Um, but yeah, every time Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart would like bounce off jokes with each other, it was more like faces and sound effects. No, you know that's you know that's their black style of comedy. But I was like, this is just like it's just not funny at all. So those scenes were tough to watch. Uh, I swear there was one scene where Tiffany Haddish's character, Carrie, pulled a belt out of thin air. <laughs> and it was it distracted me for the rest of the movie because she came in the scene with no belt on. Next thing you know, she's whipping Kevin Hart's character with a belt. And I'm trying to figure out where the belt came from. <laughs> um, of course, this movie deals with like somebody going back to school to get their GED. When the people pass the GED at the end, spoiler alert, like, yeah, that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, they were cheering and celebrating as if they done, like, did something big. Like, I get it. You got your GED. But people talking about, I'm about to go be a dental hygienist. <laughs> I can stop being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, I can sure, get, like, a regular, like, I get it. Like, you can do that. But having a high school diploma gets you places, but not the places y'all think y'all yeah. going. Like, especially when you don't got experience in anything else. You think you're just going to get your GED at 40 and then... Go get this big time job now. Nah, you get the small time job and you work up. I was watching um, Cedric the Entertainer on the Breakfast Club, and uh, of course Charlemagne asked him the uh, question about Black Renaissance and TV and movies. But uh, 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 Cedric said, uh, "There's finally black movies where at the end of the movie they ain't all uh, <laughs> dancing and doing the electric slide yeah. together." And then. <laughs> And then Charlemagne started uh, laughing in disbelief because apparently in night school, <laughs> yeah. they are dancing. <laughs> yep. You can name so many movies. I'm like, that is <laughs> like, yep. Cedric Entertainment really telling the truth because you can name so many movies, uh, whether it's a 
family vacation type movie or a Christmas movie with all the black people. That's how you know it was a happy ending with some good, they funky, good time music was playing. They were at a cookout dancing. This one, they were at a prom from an earlier scene. They brought the scene back just so you could show them black people and white people dancing. That is crazy. Why do they do that? Say we, dancing is not an ender. I say that doesn't make me feel like I had a good time watching the movie just because I saw people dancing. I can't. End. I bet you every movie Monique, besides uh, Precious, that she's been in, they danced at the end of it. Probably, <laughs> definitely. What was that movie called? Fat Girls with a PH. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That's after she won the Oscar. Yeah, when she could do whatever she wanted to. <laughs> um, this Christmas, you know, they did it. Of course, barbershop. I'm sure they did it. Of course. Yeah. Well, the first barbershop, I believe it ended with him looking. No, that was Friday with him looking at the camera. Well, they definitely had a dance scene towards the end. Yeah. And you know, they definitely try to have a funky or com- comedic black movie without dancing. It ain't type happening. That in. It ain't happening. Um, and I'll just a technical point of view. Watching this movie, it seemed like movies or scenes that were clearly shot on location. Like this is a movie that I'm pretty sure it was like shot in Atlanta or something on location. Didn't need no green screen. They focus so much on the actual person in this shot that everything behind it looked like it was like the person stood out so much it made the background seem fake. And that was <laughs> bothering me. Like, why? It's not supposed to look like this. Everything's supposed to blend. It's not supposed to be like putting a sticker on a wall. It's not supposed to easily stand out or a fathead on a wall. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But all I know <laughs> is techni- te- technically, th- the scenes had some issues and I noticed it and it was bothering me. All in all, like I said, Shout out to Romney Malkov being one of the funniest characters in this movie and for this movie being exactly what I expected to be. There you go, Romney. Uh, night School. <laughs> you, go. You, got, you got two there you go. Yeah, and Night School with your bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, it had some awful. I can see exactly why I did. There was a funny scene where he his character has is like super balding and he took the brush and was brushing the bald spot. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um all right, so let's move on to the topics for this week. But before we do that, you know we got to do the next person, and I'll name this bracket later. Of course, the person for this week is Kevin J. Hart. <laughs> oh, y'all thought something else? Oh, okay, we got a game. We back. Post hunted games. Y'all know what that means. And if you don't, I'll explain it. And let me find my notes because this is most definitely a game we call Brother, Brother, or Brother. And as you know, I started running out of famous acting, directing, directing siblings, so we stopped playing it for a while, especially after episode 100. Undo. And Or when we did come back and play it, we slightly tweaked it. And that's what's happening again today. This is the game in which I describe a movie that I made up and a role, and he has to tell me who should play the role out of the three people I name. Wait, was Family Guy new this week? I believe so, because on Hulu it says it's coming on today. What in the world? I thought I was <laughs> on there today, and I didn't see anything. Uh, yeah, it should have came going. on at 3 a.m. But oh, Hulu, okay. this is a movie about a real estate agent trying to sell houses on this block. She can't quite understand why people continuously move out very quick. So she decides to move into one of the homes for a little bit to see what the problem is. And terrifying horror ensues. Who should play the real estate agent? Vera Farmiga? If I'm pronouncing the names wrong. Thaisa Varmiga? Or Michael B. Jordan. 
Before I answer this, I just want to say on this show that I, for the longest, thought Vera and Thaisa were mother and daughter. Did not realize they were sisters. Yeah, one is mother age. Yeah, that's what threw me off. I didn't even need to do... I was so confident in myself, I didn't even do research to look up the fact that I was super wrong. <laughs> they really come on, because she's like 24 and Vera is like 45. Yeah, she's definitely old enough to be her mother. Nice. But for this movie, I'm going with... Easily, Michael I'm going with Vera. Huh? Nah, I ain't going with Michael B. Now, if we was going up against somebody I don't got too much respect for, then it's Michael B. <laughs> well, I'm going with Vera Farmiga. This is right up her alley. She do the conjuring. We see her talents on the screen and all type of things. She's used to some crazy things ensuing. Okay. So she can play a little uh, real estate agent or whatever the, that title would be. So I'm going with Vera Vera. Now, my second question is, when I came up with uh, that movie idea, I was like, is that a good movie idea? What? The, so if somebody takes this idea from me, because real estate usually don't they have that in some of these horror movies, but they don't incorporate it like I'm going to incorporate it. The real estate agent like you know what? Let me move in, figure this out, and then all kind of craziness. And at the beginning, they'll show all the different hauntings that happen to the houses on the block. That's a good movie, like how they did in the American Horror Story season one at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, but better. <laughs> Uh, that's the last game. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was brother, brother, or brother, or brother, brother, or brother, with some sisters. Yeah, you got some white sisters. girl sisters. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm very confused. I don't see it on Hulu. It got to be on there. But it says that it came on. Maybe they saying it comes on at 3 a.m. like tomorrow, as in the morning. I have no clue. Yeah, it says it premiered yesterday, but I'm going on Hulu. And, and the Simpsons and... Maybe I gotta actually click on the name. Huh, yeah. It just didn't update. Okay. Huh. <laughs> huh. Why is... I'll take this off. Okay, so alright, let's move on to... Where were we at? Uh, I'll name this bracket later. Your contestant this week is Kevin J. Hart. He has a long filmography, longer than I expected it to be, but mind you, a lot of these are small roles at the beginning Super of his career. Super small. So this week we're doing his best movie, which I'm pretty sure will be a movie he actually yeah. didn't star in. Yeah. First up, you see Paper Soldiers? I've seen some of it, and I have enough to know that movie's whack. <laughs> Paper Soldiers or Scary Movie 3? Scary Movie 3. Paper so. All right, what is Death of a Dynasty? Is that a, a Rockefeller movie? I have uh, comedy first screen. Yep, Rockefeller Records. And he seemed to play P. Diddy, Cop One, Dance Coach, Hyper Rapper, and H. H. Lecter. I'm about to find this movie. <laughs> so let's give that one then. Scary Movie 3 or Along Came Polly? I'll say Along Came Polly. Along, or R.I.P. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Along Came Polly or so. Playing. Along Came Polly. That came out uh, 14 years ago. Yee. Along Came Polly or The 40-Year-Old Virgin? 40-Year-Old Virgin. His scene was very funny. 40-Year-Old Virgin or a movie with Usher called In the Mix? I forgot about that movie. We know it's 40-Year-Old Virgin. 40-Year-Old Virgin or Scary Movie 4? 40-Year-Old Virgin. 40-Year-Old Virgin or... 
I don't even know what the last thing. That must be some comic. Nope, that's not that's not a comic movie. Uh, forty year old version of an epic movie. For he was an epic movie. Yeah, he plays Silas. Oh my gosh, forty year old version. Forty year old version or fool's go. Forty year old version. That has to be the last Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson movie. Um, <laughs> forty year old version or a superhero movie. Forty year old version. <laughs> forty year old version or extreme movie. He was in that. Yes, he played Barry. There is no way he was in that movie. That is forty year old version. He had a 2008 for you because yeah. he started off with Fool's Go, superhero movie, extreme movie, yeah. and then is another is another great one, 40 year old virgin or Meet Dave. Oh my gosh, 40 year old virgin. <laughs> and then to end it off, he ended off with probably his best movie of the year. When this is sad, Drillbit Taylor. So 40 year old virgin or Drillbit Taylor. 40 year old virgin. He had to. Hollywood accepted him after this? He had a run. <laughs> 2008 was awful. <laughs> um, I don't know what this Morris sweet chestnut movie is called Not Easily Broken. Um, yeah. Guess if you want to count his little stand-up, uh, 40-year-old virgin or Kevin Hart, I'm a grown little man. 40-year-old virgin. Uh, 40-year-old virgin or Kevin Hart, seriously funny. 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin or Death at a Funeral. 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin or Little Fockers? 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin or 35 and ticking? 40-year-old virgin. That sounds straight to Blockbuster. I see it on BT and it's not good. Um, (laughs) Why did he do that? That's not even... He was in a regular movie prior to that. Yeah, but his from 2009 to 2000 and... 12, it was, or 2011, it was pretty rough for him. Um, 40 year old virgin or Kevin Hart laughing my pain? 40 year old virgin. 40 year old virgin or the five year engagement? 40 year old virgin. The 40 year old virgin or this is where things took a turn for him? Think like a man. 40 year old virgin. He looks so different looking in this poster. He looks all <laughs> chubby. Uh, 40 year old virgin or I don't know what this movie called Exit Strategy is. So I'm going to skip that. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end or Kevin Hart, let me explain. This is the end. This is the end or... Hold on. First, I think this is the end might already be selected. I will say, I feel like that may be on there. Before I get a little ahead of myself and not have an idea how to figure out what second place is. Um, this is the end. Yep, it's already selected for James Franco. So okay. go back to Forty Year Old Virgin. Forty yep. Year Old Virgin, or let me explain. Forty Year Old Virgin. Forty Year Old Virgin or Grudge Match. <laughs> I forgot he was in Grudge Match. Forty Year Old Virgin. Forty Year Old Virgin or Ride Along. Forty Year Old Virgin. Forty Year Old Virgin or About Last Night. It was about last night. That oh yeah, hilarious movie. Where Regina, oh, that movie was funny, but Forty Year Old Virgin. Uh, 40 year old virgin or think like a man dose 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin or school dance where he played OG pretty little thug what is school dance you know what school dance is school dance Bobby J. Thompson Mike Epps Lunell Christina DeBarge Cat Williams Tiffany Haddish George Lopez Vilmer Valderrama why was all these famous people in that you know this bad this awful looking little movie about some school dance uh, 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin or top five? 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin or the wedding ringer? 40-year-old virgin. 
40 year old virgin or the very disappointing get hard 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin or ride along two definitely not ride along two 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin or central intelligence 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin or the secret life of pets 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin or what now 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin or captain underpants the first epic movie that's kind of a funny movie but 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin or what is the upside he got a couple unknown joints on his resume. Oh, oh! This is a movie that never came out yet. This is a movie that they got pushed back. That was with Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, he still keeps talking about that. He says it's coming out in January because this this got hit during the. Um, Me too. Yeah, the Harvey Weinstein stuff. This yeah. was one of the things that got shelved. <laughs> um, all right, so forty year old virgin or Jumanji? Welcome to the jungle. Forty year old virgin. And then that puts us at 40-year-old virgin, Night School. And we all know that 40-year-old virgin is a much better movie than that. Yep. Bringing us His to- best movie starred Steve Carell, <laughs> Seth yep. Rogen, Paul Rudd, Romney Malco. Romney. Man, they came full circle. There was a movie where Romney Malco was a, a prominent character and Kevin Hart had a cameo, or like a small role. And now Kevin Hart's a prominent character with Romney Malco, small rose. Boy, how the tables turn like a DJ. Scene. What? So I was actually I was referencing a good rapper. I actually uh, had bars. Um, dang, so you saying Royce ain't got bars? That's a shot. I mean, I'm a no bar jumper. Man. All right, let's move on to some topics. I obviously. I just realized I might just have to do that uh, Hollywood bracket thing on a separate little own thing because <laughs> I'll just never get to it on here. I just keep pushing it back and pushing it back, pushing it back, Stephen A. Smith hairline. Uh, All right, let's uh, get to- We can to make those bonus episodes, I suppose. Yeah, that might have to be, just to get it out the way with. Um, All right, so we had two big trailers that dropped this week. Mm-hmm. First up, the ever-amazing Creed 2 trailer and the Dark Phoenix. Not X-Men Dark Phoenix, just Dark Phoenix. Yeah, too confident. The trailer dropped. First off, what are your thoughts on the Amazing Creed 2 trailer? I'll say this one is much better than the first one. Not that the first one was bad or anything, but this one puts you back in the, all right, yeah, we know what this is. This is Sylvester Stallone. This is Michael B. Jordan. This is Tessa Thompson. He's in shape. He's fighting. It looked like uh, Dragon Ball Z when Gohan was fighting Cell. Everybody was dead. His arm was messed up. Shirt off. Sweating. Oh my gosh. And then he's about to fight. <laughs> and that's what they did at the end of this trailer. I don't know what. I mean, shirt. People take their shirts off. Yeah, but then it was the details of the sweating that really just. People sweat. Made me think you had an alternative agenda. Nah, like, you, you you clearly not an athlete or nothing. You got to take your shirt off. Uh, and sweat. You ain't seen me wreck balling it up. Uh, my shirt be covered in sweat. Okay, but you ain't taking it off, so. Nah, because it, it is Cree season, but I ain't got that Cree season body yet. <laughs> so we're going to chill with the shirt off. But yeah, this, this movie looks real good. Uh, in the trailer, you can see uh, Michael B. Uh, shedding a tear. So you know some acting is happening uh they got a kid um, and it looks like what would have normally been a corny idea it looks like they're doing it right so of course i'm excited definitely excited to see that they better have some fire on that soundtrack yeah this movie looks amazing i creed the first creed great movie it's not my favorite movie of all time but it's surely up there in the top <laughs> 10 if not in it or right hovering around it so that's a great movie. So I was, I was a little, I didn't really want them to make a sequel because I was worried it wouldn't live up to it and it wouldn't have the same effect. But boy, based off the trailer, 
Ryan Coogler and company came up with something because it really, it, like you said, it took an idea that sounds corny. Oh, he's going to fight the son of Ivan Drago. Nah, they made sure they did it the right way. They had some real-life stakes behind it. Like, you can tell Adonis is really dealing with some real-life issues, like, you know, dealing with getting revenge for his father's death, even though that's probably not the real reason he's doing the fight. He's got this family now with uh, Bianca, but – he ain't being the best father he could possibly be, probably because he's so obsessed with this fight. And I'm pretty sure it's going to have a fame aspect to it. But just all that and how you can just see that being parlayed through the trailer, this little two and a half minutes and whatnot, it was amazing. I was a little thrown off while he was running in the desert at the beginning of the trailer. Because you got to have a scene where he's running, and yeah. you don't just want him in the streets again. You got to throw him in the desert or something. I guess. I'm assuming like breathing in the desert will really uh, get you cardio. Mm-hmm. You might as well just went to Denver, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the altitude's very high there. So I thought that was just a shot for like the ladies or something, but or you? Get, it's clearly a shot for you because nah. I can't even like I wasn't even thinking about that. There's so many other parts in that trailer, but I'm just saying that's what it started out. You're that's, thinking about desert running. That's just what it, the movie the trailer started out with. I'm you not was, like you was looking at his sand dunes. I don't know what that means. Okay, so I'm gonna you're not breeze cogent. past that. No cool. <sighs> Brianna was the one who told me that she was watching it with the sound off. I was like, okay, you're wilding a little bit. I guess that must be one of two. Like, I watched a trailer this week with the sound off, and it still was very funny to me, (laughs) which was that uh, Holmes and and Watson movie. I'm like, this is funny with the trailer off, so I know the words they say and got to be funny, too. Yeah, I forgot to watch that trailer. Yeah, that that looks pretty good. That movie's been took takes. I am stuttering and fumbling on this episode, but that trailer or that movie took so long to be made, so it better be good. Um, yeah, so like we said, the mood, the trailer looks great. Um, I thought they were gonna make a bigger deal about when they showed Ivan Drago and his son, but because like how they ended the first one off with you know not showing his face, but just showing his little back jacket. Yeah, and this one they just like oh showed him nonchalantly like they was just a regular character. Uh-huh. But shout out to Tessa Thompson for getting her name. All by itself in the trailer, they was like Michael B. Jordan, uh-huh. Sylvester Stallone, uh-huh. Tessa Thompson, yeah. Creed Two. I was like, look at her; she, that makes me think she got a big role in this movie. <laughs> or they just finally respecting her as a big actress. Yeah, they they, put, she was in a Marvel movie, so now they got to put her name above the Thor. She gonna be in Avengers Four for a hot second. Men in Black, Men in Black, which will probably bomb, but I'm hoping it's gonna be great because you got Chrissy H, your boy. Somebody, friend. somebody asked us on our Instagram page. Who's uh who was our favorite Aussie actor? And I actually just Google Australian actors because I couldn't remember if it Chris has to. Be. Is he from there? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I was going to just him. I was going to straight up say Chris Hemsworth, but then I saw all the people that are actually from Australia who are actors. I was like, Nah, this is too hard. I can't choose. I'm trying to think. Hugh per- Jackman. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know. I say because I was like Rose Byrne is also somehow from Australia, mm-hmm. but her accent does not sound Australian. I, forget, I, I believe she explained that on something. I gotta watch that then because I thought she was like English or something. Yeah, I forget what she said. I was like, if I had to choose, and it would be between her and Chris. Now nah, it would probably be Rose Byrne with Chris Hemsworth coming. Dang, but then Hugh Jackman. I'm gonna say Hugh Jackman, the most talented out of them, because he can sing <laughs> and groove you across know, that stage. You don't know if Rose Byrne can sing. She might have a little boogie in her. She had a little singing part in Bridesmaids. No bugger. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, all right, moving in the, in the words of uh, uh, Michael Rappaport, kick him out of hip hop. Never, you can't, you can't <laughs> kick out legendary me. Um, all right, moving on to a not so great trailer, Dark Phoenix. Did you? 
You didn't watch it all the way through, did you? Nope. I'm about to run it right now. Two minutes real quick. Bear right. with me. Revenant. Oh, it's not even working this time. So, <laughs> uh, well. It's like you waited too long. Let me pause this. I just, we can talk about it while I got this rolling. Well, the trailer ain't good. It don't look good so far. <laughs> Why did she have freckles as a child and grew out of them? It's just like, you can, clearly this movie is a gene. Jean Grey? Is that her name? Uh-huh. The Jean Grey focus, so Sophia Turner is the star of this joint. Uh, um, Why does uh, James McAvoy look way more crippled than uh, Patrick Stewart looked? That was like, well, since he don't look Patrick Stewart's age, we got to make up for it by making him a cripple. Uh, this is 10 years later, they'll be the ages of all the characters from the first X-Men movie. The real question needs to be asked, will this be better than Apocalypse? Hmm. <laughs> this trailer don't indicate that. Look at them, these mega stars in these small rows in a in a bad X Men movie. The uh, the actors keep trying to tell us that this movie is very grounded and it won't be like a normal superhero movie. So that's basically their excuse for this: the fighting and all the action is gonna be trash. But then it doesn't make sense to me why y'all keep pushing this movie back thousands and thousands of times, that doing thousands and thousands of reshoots. Reshoots. So what what is all this for? It looks so crazy seeing Jennifer Lawrence as a little side character. Yeah. Because Mystique is not... I respect them for not being like, all right, Mystique is the star of X-Men now. But at yeah. the same time, just take her out of these. You can you can uh, forgive that stuff if the movie is good. But since we've had... we The only thing we remember, or the last movie was Apocalypse, and that movie was just a travesty. And this movie don't look any better. Yeah. And it's the only thing different is you ain't got like a green person running around, but we don't really know what Jessica Chastain's character is going to be all yeah, about. And th- yeah, this movie really is just a look at the way this looks. Yeah, this is a Sophia Turner joint. Yeah, they pushing this back to give themselves a couple more months to decide if they're going to call it Dark Phoenix or X-Men something. Just call it X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's not that difficult of an equation to try to solve. And this, this movie, I mean, it looked like it didn't have no really the other X-Men in it that much. Maybe the space scene that starts the movie out is taking so much that they like, okay, we got to push the movie back again because this is going to be crazy. Yeah, that's I nuts. Just, I just don't understand. Why do you take a movie that came, comes out in a prime time that clearly can make money in, in February and push it to June where it's just nothing but big blockbusters waiting to either bomb or succeed <laughs> back to back and you put in an iffy movie like Dark Phoenix, y'all must not want D- Disney to get any money. Yeah, Fox is doing. Fox got something up their sleeves. They just, really do. They're just going to go out on a bad limb because it's just looking funky. All right, so in the trailer, there is a funeral scene, and people are starting to speculate that that is uh, the result of Jean Grey, aka the Phoenix, killing one of her comrades, either on purpose or by accident or whatever. So, what X-Men character do you think it could be that is sitting in that grave, if it's even a grave? I mean, what's that? Uh, I would assume it's going to be maybe like, it's going to be Mystique. No, that doesn't make sense. It can't be any of them unless they revived them. Because if this is taking place prior to those movies, anybody that... Even though they change the timelines around and stuff, yeah, I think I think I think really just uh, Days of Future Past really just changed everything. They just refused to like put emphasis on that. They need to because they immediately went back to their old ways after yeah. that. 
And they showed them. So that's even crazier. So there's the alternate universe. Because after they all switched up the universe and stuff, James Marston was still there. Rogue was supposed to be there. True. So I have. So it's still very weird. So it technically can't be any of them. So it would have to be. Quicksilver. Because he wasn't in the. The. Original X Men movies, yeah, I, that's who I was def- definitely thinking it was. But I just there's that scene where they show them all in their new little whack X Men uniforms, <laughs> and he's in that scene. So I don't know if that scene is scene is at the end or where it's placed. That just seems like a scene that would be at the end, but it could also be in the middle. So if I was to guess, I would also say Quicksilver because he has a power display that you would think would be hard to stop him moving super fast and not being able to see him to and to show how crazy her powers are. Would be to be able to, you know, stop him when he's in his little, you know, quicksilver mode and killing him. And it's about time Evan Peters gets done with these, even though everybody's done with these after this movie. Yeah. So uh, all of them. Don't don't think you're ever playing these characters again unless Marvel be like we can't do no better. Yeah. So he's not one of the core, but he's like a fan favorite, I guess. So killing him. Would you know do the movie justice and serve their point? So I would also say, seeing another movie with a dead Quicksilver is pretty odd. Yeah, that would be weird. But in in, in your world, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver is coming back to life. So he is. Yeah, he's gonna get kills two seconds later. Um, <laughs> moving on, Ray Allen picks who should be the Monstars in Space Jam. Yeah, I don't take Ray Allen as the why he's a world champion. <laughs> Hey, with the, one of the most clutchest shots in NBA Finals history. Hey, shout out to Jesus Runner Shuttles. When he hit a clutch jumper in the in Game 7 against the Celtics. When Kobe captured his illustrious fifth championship. Okay. All right. So, just, to war- just for a warning, none of these picks are super creative. All right. First, he said... Um, where that? Where that? Where that? Where's this quote at? Uh, don't hang on me. I'm not watching the video. Okay, no. Hold on. Bear with me, the Revenant. Grizzly. For a second, I think it was this thing. I'm not trying to watch the video. I just want to get the quote, 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 quote. Um. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. When TMZ asked him about it, he was like, "You t- typically go with whoever is pretty popular in the NBA at the time. So you figure Kevin Durant's got to be in it." Harden, nope. as in James nope. Harden. You know, Steph Curry, maybe Anthony maybe. Davis. No. I don't want to see Anthony Davis in a movie. You know, for one, you know Blake Griffin's in it. You know... um Yeah, there was them little rumblings that Blake Griffin would have his own space jam. You know um Draymond Green's probably going to be in it, just because of his simple fact that he works for LeBron. Um <laughs> You got to have JaVale in it. Put JaVale in it, I'm fine. Yeah, and you definitely going to have somebody from the Lakers. If not all of them making a small cameo. There's literally two great actors on the Lakers. Lonzo. Lonzo was very good in that Equalizer commercial. Can't nobody tell me different. And then he was very bad in Fuller House. That was his first acting role. Now he's good. And I, every time I see him on uh, social media, I'm like, I forget this guy. is only like 20 years old because yeah, he surely a, acts like it. He's a young man. Kyle Kuzma's a good actor. I seen him act in a video where he was dissing Lonzo. Uh, we got some very talented Laker players. So, oh gosh. So, if you don't agree with Ray Allen's selection, who would your uh, monsters be? How many of them was it? Five of them. Gotta have Javale. 
Then you right, go. So you ain't taking this seriously. He's a great actor. You go, Javel. You lucky. Wait until you see what I got up my sleeve for my Jimmer sitcom that I talked about on the last episode. That's going to come to fruition. I'm going to contact Jimmer, and he's going to be down. He's going to pick up immediately because what else does he have going on? Being a champion over in China. He's still. I thought he was done over there. He's a megastar. He's the. You know how you had mega. Let's see. If you, a, if if Stefan Marbury is Jordan over there, then Jimmer for dead is Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, something. I am sleeping on that. Julie, therapeutic <laughs> mattress. Uh, who was saying you got to go, Javel McGee. You go, Chris Paul. You go, Carmelo. You go, D Wade. That's four. Uh, All I know is Javel is not fitting in with this. Uh, he's just like the players he just selected. And then I'll throw another wild card in there just to keep it even. You got to go with Kyrie's a bad actor. Uh, you didn't see <laughs> Uncle Drew. Wait till the the Nadies nominations get released. You may or may not see him nominated. Got to go with. All right, let me run through the teams. Ben Simmons, I know can't act. There's oh, no but you look. know he's in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know he's gonna be. I know he would be in it, but he ain't got the skills. I know it. He seems boring. All right, all I'm of a- them are boring. De- Devin Booker, boring. Uh, and when you say, when you hear me say all of them, and you say <laughs> Ben Simmons and Devin Booker, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can see Blake Griffin, but it's, what's his relationship with LeBron? I just, you know, Carmelo would be the most boringest actor. He looked too. He, he probably acted too he's cool one of the for banana, school. But he's one of the banana boat boys. Man, if I if I'm thinking in LeBron's brain, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, uh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, and then they can't. If Chris Paul there, Blake Griffin can't be there. So then <laughs> that leaves. I don't everybody. know why I can kind of see DeAndre Jordan. Uh, but with Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul being there really takes out oh, yeah, anybody yeah, with connections. Yeah, if Chris Paul guaranteed in there, and then you got to put a big man. And I would say, unless you want Draymond Javel to be that big man, McGee. Kyrie would be perfect. And him and LeBron ain't really got beef anymore. So. Oh, it, Kevin Love, yeah, because yeah. Kevin Love has been funny on TV before. Yeah, he's tall, and I'm sure him and LeBron are still good. Oh yeah, they still boy. Dang, then that means then Jr. and Tristan uh, talking out the side of his mouth. Thompson would try to be in it. They don't deserve to be anywhere near camera. It really would be anybody who signed to Clutch Sports. So, okay, so it could be Anthony yeah. Davis. It could be Contavious Caldwell Pope. Could for be all that matter. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, I don't want to. If all right, you go to the theater. We watch basketball, so we're gonna recognize these people. If you a casual person. Contavious Caldwell Pope and Eric Bledsoe appear on the I, screen as the Monstars. I barely understand. Like, who is this? <laughs> I barely remember what Contavious Caldwell Pope looks like, and I see his <laughs> face all the time. Oh man, yeah, that would not be how you get fannies in the seats. Yeah, booster. Oh, oh my gosh, you should have <laughs> saved that. That was whack. All right, moving on to some uh, more casting-related shenanigans. We were talking about the last episode who was up uh, for the Birds or Birds of Prey movie as the Huntress and Canary. Right after we recorded that episode, uh-huh. they announced it and they picked one person that we wanted to do it. 
one person that we said definitely wasn't going to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Weinstead yep. and Journey Smollett Bell. Is that her name? Yeah, I think so. Got the role of Huntress and Canary, respectively. So, yeah, so we was rooting for Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, even though we didn't want her to have this necessary comic book movie, but she was the best of the bunch. Yeah. No Brady. Oh, and my then gosh. Journey Smollett Bell did uh, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, so that immediately, for me, put her out the running, but I guess <laughs> I was in that uh, bunch, no Brady, alone. Oh, so, my gosh. Um, and then uh, just, uh, just to add on to that, Ewan McGregor and Charlotte Copley, are wanted to play Black Mask in the villain role of the movie. Apparently, they offered the role to Sam Rockwell, the Academy Award winning Sam Rockwell, but he passed on it. And he already did his little superhero movie. He passed it like a basketball, so... you just on a little <laughs> garbage roll. Between <laughs> Ewan and Charlotte, who should get that, that role? I think... I think Charlotte Copley fits more with this vibe. You want to see more, a little more respectable than Birds of Prey. True, but I can also see him taking the movie. Hope he doesn't. I can see him doing good in it, but uh, do should he? Yeah, that's, nah, that's he, he definitely shouldn't. Because he's gonna put on a wasted performance. He's gonna be all good in it for no good reason. I just do. I do want to see him do a villain role. I think he could play a villain role very well. Like, we're just used to him playing, like, these good guy roles. Yeah, so he can play, like, Doc Ock or a different Spider-Man villain. Or who else Who he, else got movies left that he can be a villain in? If Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't playing uh, whatever the role in in uh, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, I can see you and they got the same type of look. Yep. He can, be, he can be whatever the next villain of a... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange is Black Panther. Oh, sorry, Thank Black you. Panther. People be wanting Gerard Butler to play Craven and be in it. He could definitely play Craven. <laughs> I can see that he got that vibe. Yeah, you and um, I think I mean his schedule going free up because if they slowing down on these Star Wars movies, yeah, right, he's good. He got yeah. one more and he's done. Yeah, then his Obi Wan movie is clearly going to be put on the back burner. No grill. So I think he definitely what? <laughs> no grill. So I said so. That definitely, is whack. He, he probably would. He probably might be liable to do something that might be a little challenging, and he probably wouldn't do a movie with Margot Robbie. So and and he worked with Mary Elizabeth Weinstead on Fargo, ruined his marriage because of her on Fargo, <laughs> and in real life. So. <laughs> So, if they're still in a good position, then he probably wouldn't do the movie with her. If they not, then he definitely ain't doing yeah. this movie. But, I, I mean, still seeing villains, I would go with Charlotte of the two, even though I'd be interested in McGregor doing it. No UFC fight. So, um, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this episode needs to be called the most bar the best fest. of your garbage bars. <laughs> it needs to be called Barfest. <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of Deadshot... <laughs> You, you like that transition? Nah. Transition from nowhere. Um, a Deadshot spinoff is being talked about, according to Will Smith. He said, and when asked about spinoff possibility, he said, I hope so. I love playing Deadshot. I've really enjoyed the character. They've been talking about it. So if, if a good idea comes around, we've been having meetings. But I love to. I love Deadshot. Are you, would you love 
to see a Deadshot spinoff. Oh, I just like seeing Will Smith in any movie, so I would take it if that's what we have to get. But I watched when he said that, and he was fresh from jumping into the Grand Canyon, so his 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 morale was up, his heart was racing, so he was liable to say anything. So he, he, maybe deep down he probably because right now he's been pushing for uh, bad boys. He ain't been pushing for Deadshot. He just said they has you know I do I love to do it because yeah, he know he has to go do the Suicide Squad too that he's probably not really aching to do. Yeah, so he's not happy about that. He wants to make his movie with Martin Lawrence, and then he can go from there, stick to his YouTube videos and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, I'd definitely watch it, seeing that he was one one of two of the best parts in Suicide Squad. So, I definitely would watch it. I don't want it. I want him to immediately be playing something else, do a different action movie. Or Man, it's 50 years old and still playing these action roles. Yeah, because if is, Tom Cruise is... Oh, no. If, if Sylvester Stallone could still be doing Rambo... Yeah, we, we ain't seen it yet. It may look sad. Oh, it's going to look sad. I'm or saying, CGI. It, CGI his body. Put his face on a young man's body. He keeps showing them himself in the gym lifting crazy amount of weight. Uh-huh. But the fact that he can... If so, if a studio can greenlight yeah. on a 100-year-old Sylvester Stallone... Bruce Willis. Still playing. We're doing action movies. And Will Smith look younger than all y'all still at the age of 50. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I know back in the day, 50 had to be like, yo, you can't be doing these action movies. <laughs> now Liam Neeson... 100 years old, has a career renaissance, doing action movies yeah. now. It's the norm. No elderly mates. people playing superheroes. Yeah, I mean, you just watch, you just glossed over the punchline I just said. But nah, okay. I was ignoring it. You want me to say it again? You said the Bill norm. collector. And I said men baits. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you usually be giving all men baits. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. You try to bait them in. Was what? I don't know. Nice cooked dish, like some macaroni and cheese. See, with some, you added to the story. Tilapia? Huh? <laughs> All right, I don't know what you talking about. All right, so if you I'll had to if keep you, to myself, lonely. Um, to myself. If you had to put just a a year that you think Deadshot will come out, twenty twenty three. That's pretty close. That's what they're going to say. Oh, you say it was going to come out, not when they're going to announce the date that it comes out. Probably never. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> All cap, as the kids will say. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to get some young listeners. I, I don't want them young listeners, if that's what it takes. What if we What if like we could look up and see our age range of our listeners, and it says something between, like... probably 60. <laughs> between, like, 40 and 73. <laughs> Something wild as the average listener out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, speaking of listeners, once again I'm back to I realize I have a gravity poster sitting in my closet. The first person to comment that they want the poster can have it. If you can go on Leo B. Gyllenhaal or share the door even. Yeah, I got a great musical and get this gravity poster. So if you want this poster, the, the, uh, that's the I ain't giving away no other poster till that poster gets given away. Then after that poster, then it'll be another giveaway for another <laughs> poster that I have, and I have lots of them. I got I got a few that I still have left. Uh, maybe down the line you can win a Hunger Games poster. Maybe you can get you a Kung Fu. Wait, what po- Hunger Games poster you got? Because if I ain't got it, I want it. <laughs> All right, I trade you for the uh, Let's Be Cops. All right, fair. Which Hunger Games? Do- I got one of them. 
Jordans. I know I have one of them as well, and it's framed. I just don't know. I don't remember which one it is. It may be the same one. Same one tank. Yeah, you're not ready for these bars. I got, yeah, you can get a Kung Fu Panda 3 poster. Uh, three or is it two? Got to be two. They have a Kung Fu Panda 3? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it can't possibly be three. So t- Wait, they do have a three. I think they do. Yeah, because two was real. Which one was real good? I guess they're all good. I don't know about three. If there's all a right, three. so it is two. It is two. That's real good because that's when he was doing all them karate moves. I don't know even what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Get you a poster. Yeah, yeah poster. I got. Oh, I got some uh, Batman versus Supermans. <laughs> Definitely give those away. They all crumbly looking. <laughs> I got a Batman versus Superman. Superman snapback. <laughs> I thought that had. Sure that that movie was gonna be good. Yeah, I even wore it to the movie. Woo! Luckily, they probably like, look at this nerd coming in here for a twenty percent freshness movie. Nah, luckily I saw the movie by myself. <laughs> but if I was in a regular oh, theater, yeah. I definitely would have walked out with that hat under my shirt. <laughs> all right, moving on. Speaking of all this comic book jargon, Bradley Cooper is not directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. If anybody's asking, I definitely wasn't. He <laughs> he said. He won't direct anything he doesn't write. And since it's becoming apparent that the James Gunn script is, in fact, going to be used, or at least in part, or mostly, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, that definitely cuts Bradley out. And he probably wouldn't want to do it because that would be stepping on his boy James's toes, no dance. So, <sighs> back to the same question. If Bradley ain't doing it, because apparently everybody probably wants him now because the star is born and is getting rave reviews for his acting and directing, so he's going to definitely be getting some directing jobs after this movie drops, especially if he gets some awards love. Who is your person for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 if we do ever get it? Because that, that chance keeps dropping by the day. I want Taika Waititi to do it because technically that was the third Thor movie, so... Essentially, that series will be over, and he should still be within Marvel, so that will be the best transition for him to do. A Bradley Cooper directed? I mean, I can see if you say, like, Kobe directed it based off of his Oscar-winning short film, but, yeah, I don't think Bradley Cooper's ready. You gotta have people like Kobe or John Krasinski, he even out prefer... Because uh, he did Of course A Quiet Place Had a little sci-fi vibe to it So But yeah I'm sticking with Taika Waititi To direct it Yeah if, I, if You know If he's definitely done with Thor I'd take him Or like you said I think we said Episodes ago Kobe. John Favreau Want to come mm-hmm. back to the bunch I'll even Kobe. take Joss Whedon If he comes down on his hands and knees Begging Marvel to direct another movie I'll take him back I think they should stay in the family With this one Because this is clearly Going to be the last Guardians movie Yeah it's over Boy, oh boy, have things of ten. This was talking about. This is going to be the end of an era, but the start of a new Guardians era. <sighs> boy, how things can change. And yeah, it's about to be just the end of all of them. This is sad. This is very sad. Um, speaking about things that won't ever end. See how I'm transitioning? Like I'm pulling the transition out of nowhere. Uh, nah. That's a real transitioner. Um, nah. Your boy Simon Kinsberg. Okay. Called Gambit. Oh, uh, Lord, I remember. <laughs> a romantic comedy. Yeah. His quote was, when you mm-hmm. look at Gambit, he's a hustler. Yep. No Cassidy. And a womanizer. And we just felt like uh. there was an attitude, a swagger to him that lent itself to romantic comedy. You know, when I say romantic comedy, I use that term loosely. 
in the same term that I use the What's term he talking about. <laughs> In the same term that I use the term Western for Logan loosely, it's not like they're gunslingers at high noon in Logan. It's just a vibe. <laughs> and I would say the vibe of Gambit has a romantic or a sex comedy vibe to it. While it also <laughs> I still. I bet it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't have anything because it's not made. Yeah. Uh, while it also still very much a superhero movie with villains and heroes and all these. Villains. As all these movies are. Who is Gambit's villain? The cards. A made up character that they're about to create for this movie. A deck of cards is his villain. Yeah, a deck of cards with one missing card. That's <laughs> it. That's what this movie is about. This is, the plot is going to be about playing 52 pickup. Um, all right, so my question to you is after hearing that quote, is this is this news finally getting you cited about a Gambit movie? Nope. Which also got pushed back to 2020, I believe. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Shannon Tatum's going to be too old, and I'm I know he, the way his weight fluctuates, he ain't gonna be in shape for this. Oh, he gonna get in shape for Gambit. He better. <laughs> this is it seems to be the love of his life. Yeah, if he if he stuck to Gambit this long, if they ask him to lose weight and find a game for production day, he's losing the weight. Yeah. Why are they trying to make a Gambit? First of all, y'all pushed it back to when Disney owns y'all. Y'all ain't getting no Gambit movie. <laughs> yeah, there gotta be. Fox has to have some. Uh, they, they confident in something secret. Some secret plan that they're not telling the world. Did Marvel say y'all can keep making this stuff? We just get reap the profits from it. Maybe they just like all right. We'll push it back to when Marvel takes it. So when they cancel it, it won't be our fault. Because maybe they're under the assumption that everybody wants Gambit. Oh, uh, so they're like, all right, the people gonna be just very angry if we cancel it. So yeah. we make it look like Disney canceled it, and they'll be angry at Disney or Marvel. Yeah. But that's not happening. No one's going to be upset because yeah. Marvel going to flip-flop and get rid of every last one of y'all's characters, except for minus Deadpool if they figure out how to use it, which that's the theory of the PG-13 Deadpool. So I need an announcement. <laughs> the way they announced the PG-13 Deadpool movie was no announcement. <laughs> they said, we're pushing back this. Alita movie or whatever it's called from it's around Christmas that Day. Me, man, I want to see that movie. Yeah, movie looks good. And then in this place, we're gonna put a movie that already came out this year, but a PG thirteen movie. Christmas Day. That's a that's perfect timing for big movies, or that's one of the times where you want to put out a movie and want it to do numbers because everybody gonna be going to the movies. That's around Christmas time. So putting a PG thirteen Deadpool out just seems very weird to me. Yeah. That's also, nuts. on top of the fact that I don't think it should have a PG thirteen movie, and if it's because Marvel wants to see what a PG thirteen Deadpool movie would. Uh, feel like amongst the people whatever but I need that announcement because I need all the cards laid out in front of me before I can make my d- true decision about this movie because without no information it's PG-13 Deadpool movie looks stupid to me <laughs> and it, that movie could if it's PG-13 and I, but I trust the writers that movie could easily turn from being great to being stupid yeah. especially after comparing it to the Reddit R version yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing it, and this uh, definitely for me would be a test to see what Marvel in the future. Obviously, it won't be written the same. Marvel knows how to make a great movie, so and Deadpool two is good, but we don't know what the PG thirteen looks like yet. So I definitely think this could be a showing. Because what if what if they had some of Marvel's editors go and chop up Deadpool two just to show what they can do. Or if it's just Fox handling it, I don't know what y'all doing. Because if y'all just doing this for your own sake, y'all really just tripping. It was like, all right, we can for some reason never deliver a movie outside of Deadpool. 
<laughs> we literally have not. We cannot put anything out. We push everything back. Well, let's just make Deadpool in different ratings. Let's show you yeah, a PG Deadpool. I can't wait to see the G. That movie's gonna be a second. This is gonna be dead. And ain't even gonna say book. dead in it. That movie's gonna be called Pool. Red Pool. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I saw Tom Hardy talking about uh, his favorite scenes from Venom got cut. Okay. <laughs> he said he said thirty to forty minutes of it got cut. So this movie is, and that reminds me, the Rotten Tomato score comes out tomorrow, and I almost don't want to. I almost want to see the movie before I see the actual score. So I'm deciding on how I'm going to handle that. I mean, I feel the same way, but I'm definitely going to look at the score. I just don't want to because I know it's going to be like 13 or something wild. All right, when I look at it, I'm going to send you a very text that will be obvious about what the score is. But I'll say in the scrim, like, woo Venom about to be fired. <laughs> uh, so I can't wait to Venom see. Venom about to suck. I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to buy my tickets now. I really almost did it. Because I want to make sure. I want to schedule this like a doctor's appointment. <laughs> That way I can't be like, ah, I'll see you tomorrow. I almost almost thought about seeing a star is born before Venom. <laughs> I mean that movie looks really good and I keep hearing good things about it, unlike Venom, which doesn't look really good. I just ain't I've in the mood nothing. to see white people singing right now. Maybe <laughs> on like a Sunday or something like that Monday <laughs> night. I just like that that movie has some tragic ending to it. Even even though I can easily look it up because it's based off a bunch of different other movies. Uh huh. The original Star or, or I think it was two other Stars Born. Yeah, so I could just easily look up those movies. It's either was one of them dying. Yeah, I like movies like that. I like when main characters no, die. It's a matter of which one. Maybe both of them die. Someone probably got cancer. I'm gonna assume it's Bradley. Oh yeah, always be cancer because he probably smokes. His character probably smokes cigarettes. Got the ciggies. Uh, that'll be my uh, my can my cigarette voice if I was smoking cigarettes all the time. <laughs> Oh man! All right, That's like your Yao Ming impression. My Yao Ming impression was ahead of its time. <laughs> uh, Get the ball, hat. Chase Tracy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's an Asian accent. No See, offense. You didn't even hear my heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. No bag. You said was ahead of its time, and I said <laughs> clock hat. <laughs> that <is> fire <sighs> ahead. Time clock hat like steampunk people. Steampunk people be having goggles and old timey watches hanging out their pockets and clock hats. Everybody, let's have a moment of silence for that whack line. That wasn't whack. All right, moving on. Fire. So before we uh, finish with your boy Simon Kinsberg, oh my gosh. Last but not least, are you finally getting excited about this Gambit movie? I am not, and I will never be excited for this Gambit movie. <laughs> You're not so, getting excited about a romantic comedy Gambit movie? Definitely not that. We can almost never talk about this movie again on this podcast until it is made, because it's always going to be the same answer for me. I ain't excited for this. <laughs> well, they keep dropping news about it. They need to stop. So I'm, I'm going to figure out how to email. I'm going to email them. Like, I don't care if they. I don't care if they don't acknowledge it. They gonna read it because in, in the subject it. I'm gonna put stop. <laughs> I'm like stop what gambit. Yeah, and then and and then I'm gonna put thank you comma my name. Now you gotta put all uh, respectfully, right, sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> like hope you have a blessed day. Um, all right, last but not least, again, Tim Allen said this about Star Wars. Thanks, Toy Story, Toy Story. Four. And they the same. Um, it is so emotional. It is so funny. It's so big. The idea they've come up with that a couple of the scenes towards the end were really hard to get through. 
basically saying not only is the whole movie emotional, the end is emotional as well. Mm-hmm. Could this movie be anywhere near the emotional level of Toy Story 3? I mean, it'll be very hard because basically you're just reopening the story where that felt like a pretty solid closer. It was very sad. Um, but the way he's... I can't... I ain't going to argue with the man because he probably said the same thing about these other movies and they delivered. So if he's saying this one's Package. sad... If he's saying this one is sad too, I'm sure it's sad. I don't think it's going to be as sad because with the third Toy Story, everybody grew up with Andy, with having Woody and then Buzz and all and Jesse and all of them. And then when he gave them away, and, and then that lump in your throat appears. <laughs> and then you feel like tearing up. I can't recreate that with the little girl gonna give away the toys. That ain't gonna make me cry. The yeah, only way y'all gonna give me is if y'all Woody gotta die. Yeah, they literally have to die. It has to be so so surprising. What? That really would be sh- <gasps> like they just having a normal conversation. And somebody come up with a toy sword and stab them in the back. Yeah, right through his body. <laughs> That's the only way this could be anywhere near as emotional as Toy Story. One of the toys are gonna break. That would be. I'm picturing Woody or Buzz Lightyear yeah. breaking in this movie. Like he gets dropped. Hits the ground, all the pieces shatter. What if somebody just a bully, a bully uh, kid it. just snaps them in half? Yeah. Just picks them up, just snaps them. And then whoever's the like, if Buzz gets snapped, Woody goes on a rampage and comes after that kid, and vice versa. Maybe if this is seen like a love story, then him and a uh, uh, sheep girl, um, <laughs> Jesse, they have <laughs> Jesse's the sheep girl. Oh, the, the sheep cow girl, girl, Bo Peep. Yeah, Bo Jesse Pete. is the cow girl. Okay, I'm so confused. Wait, now, wait, was the cowgirl, was she uh, Buzz's love interest or Woody's? Because Bo Peep is Woody's girl. Yeah, and then Bo- Jesse is Buzz. Okay. All right, so Bo, I could see it being like, since this was originally going to be a Bo Peep, uh, Woody-like centric storyline, they do all this stuff together, and then Bo Peep suddenly like dies at the end of some sort, yeah, or I can gets not, separated. I can see that. These toys get shipped off to somewhere else, going like Goodwill or something. Yeah, I definitely can see something like that. I'm just ready to see it. I'm not. Because I don't want this. This is one of those movies that I can't wait to see it, but I don't want to see it at the same time. Yeah. Although I do feel like Tim Allen is blowing smoke right now. <laughs> I'm going to want to believe him just because I want this movie to be great if you're forcing this movie on yeah, me. Yeah. It ended ve- like that, those three movies were very good, but. Toy Story they had the perfect ending. It had uh, the perfect way to leave a franchise. They want to open it back up, so yeah. I'm hoping for the best. All right, let's move on to the punishment segment. Do you have anybody you want to put on punishment? I mean, every week it's you can punish Fox. I mean, that's the only person I have nominated right now. Yep, they got it last week. Now they are they the first person to do it back to back? I don't even think Ansel did it. Yeah, Ansel. I think at least put like a week in between. Which I need to look up something about Ansel because he did something where I felt like I wanted to put him up for punishment. <laughs> is Ansel? Is Ansel's uh? Immunity gone? Is he doing doing too much shenanigans lately? He's doing a lot. He's he's look at it. He is back there. Like why is he, he can't get enough of these Pokemon and anime stuff? He should have been a Detective Pikachu. I know he should have been the uh, Ash. Hey, or he's probably voicing one of the, like the the actual ones made in Japan. Yeah. Doing a ju- I almost said a Jamaican accent. <laughs> a Japan. <laughs> doing an Asian all know, accent. We all know Japanese people who speak Jamaican. <laughs> All right, so Fox. A Jamaican Asian. (laughs) 
Foxy Roam punishment for pushing Dark Phoenix back literally the week of putting the trailer out, which is wild. It <laughs> was like we ain't get a good reaction for this trailer. Um, what other what other? Oh yeah, pushing Gambit back from the unrealistic nineteen or two thousand nineteen time <laughs> to two thousand twenty, which still seems unrealistic. And until we, I get further explanation, making Deadpool two PG thirteen. Yeah. All this is some typical Fox stuff. But this Dark Phoenix thing is getting out of control. Release the movie so we can get it over with, so we can move on and never have to watch another Fox X-Men movie because y'all put the bad taste in our mouth from Apocalypse and the constant treatment of this Dark Phoenix movie. So just drop it, get it over with until Marvel decides to, or Marvel, like in the MCU, decides to reboot their X-Men in the next five or so years. Yeah. So stop it. And Gambit, stop it. That movie's not coming out. Chill. Nobody wants it. Definitely don't want it. And we don't want to constantly hear dip more updates about it because that makes it even more frustrating because it reminds us, like, y'all really going for it with this Gambit movie? Yeah, this is a Gambit <laughs> movie needs to stay in the time where there was an X-Men Origins Wolverine. And then yeah, no one said back then. Yeah, that's that time period. This is not now. So, that's no crazy. thank you. And explain this PG-13 Deadpool movie to me. That's all I need. I need an explanation because it doesn't make sense in how random it feels. When I saw that that took the place of this movie for this year, that uh, Alita movie, I was like, what? No, this is a joke. I, I really thought it was April Fool's because how I was getting tricked by them April Fool's posts in the past, I thought it was <laughs> happening again. But I had to remember, we ain't nowhere near April Fool's, so yeah. that ain't it. But so, yeah, Fox, you are on punishment. Go sit in the corner and just just beg beg uh, Disney to take your stuff now because you guys clearly, <laughs> as it seems, from this point of view, seems like y'all don't have a clue yeah. of what you're doing or what is the right way to go about things. Yeah, they... Y'all are tripping. <laughs> and y'all shoelaces seem to be tied. Okay, time to resolve some movies for... ever hear that again. <laughs> for the Rotten Tomatoes game. First up is Night School, and I'll just say I overshot this one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you can guarantee that I lost, but Night School is sitting at a clean 30%. Oh, my gosh. I overshot it by 20 and gave it a 50%, and I think 30 is higher than it was originally when the weekend started, so somebody's giving it some good reviews. That's crazy. You gave it a 33%, giving you the W there and expanding your lead, which the way I'm guessing – might be impossible for me to catch up. No lines. Okay. <laughs> no ward. <sighs> all right. And then we have Hellfest. I forgot all about that. Which I want to see. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, though. By the time I feel like I'm going to be able to see it, it's going to be gone. Yeah, this no one of gone movies. Um. All right. So Hellfest is sitting at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I gave it a 33%. You went with a 29%. Shockingly giving me the victory here. Feeling I ain't had one of these in a long time. I just really assumed it would be bad. I mean, the audience score is pretty close to the, the audience critic score. score so. The audience score is pretty... Yeah. That's rare. All right, so this coming week, we still have... Where's Venom at? Venom. Adrenaline, Venom. All right, so we got Venom... Um, yeah, doing coming up this week. So uh, since I was looking down the line, we only got one movie to guess on this week because a lot of movies in the future have already have scores on there, making it tough 
No me. Overcooked. Huh? Huh? What did you say? I said no me. Me. Go yeah. tough. Man, that rec- is whack. Better recognize. I would have said no me. Okay, all right, so your movie for this week is Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. Mm. What are you giving this generically titled film? What did the first one get rated? Because it'll most definitely be lower than that. Oh, oops, 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 oops. We got another movie. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to put it down. Smallfoot. That is, oh, yeah, that's right. The LeBron James flick, which I'm mad I haven't seen yet because I feel like I ain't supporting my boy. I know I gave that a low score. Mm, yeah, we was like not miles. We we just had different scores. Um, all right, where did I put this one? Let me just put it in right here. All right, so Smallfoot is sitting at a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, with the what seems like a low twenty three million at the box office. But they said it ain't low, so <laughs> I thought I just assumed that's low for an animated movie. But I gave it a seventy six percent. You went with a. Forty-seven percent, giving me the victory there. Oh, I just basically blew my lead. So thank goodness I'm making a slight comeback. It is now twenty-four to twenty-five with you with the lead. And so this week we got Venom coming up. To remind y'all of those, we basically were right down the middle. I gave it a forty-five. You gave it a fifty. So we are going to see. It still doesn't have anything. Like you said, the reviews will come out tomorrow. You said. Yep. So we'll see on the next episode. No Snoop and Dre. So back to Goosebumps 2, A Haunted Halloween. What are you giving that? No, this is tough because this ain't even the same cast. Nope. This, uh, the first one was at a 77 from the critics. 77? I believe so. I was going to flip it, but I can't flip a 77. So <laughs> um, this one's obviously definitely going to be lower. I'm giving this one a... I'm seeing if you're going to say the number I just wrote down. A 36. Okay. I was going to say 43. Are you giving it a 36%? Yep. I just wrote down 47%. Okay. That's... Which seems high when I look at it. Um, But I'm going to just stick with it. Thumbtack. Um, so, Goosebumps 2, Haunted mm-hmm. Halloween. I'm going, Thumbtack. I'm going with a 47%. You're going with a 36%, so we will see in a couple weeks what that gets. How did they manage to make it immediately look like a Disney Channel movie after the first one? Because I'm pretty... This one looks pretty good. Somebody who was with it probably stepped away. Yeah. And speaking of reviews, I just happened to see that the neighborhood has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that means that Ooh. pilot ain't that funny. Okay. Happy Together has a 60%, so that means right, so a little better. pretty decent over there, but... I didn't know Cedric was going to get his show canceled. But with those type of shows, pilots are not good indicatives, indicators of how the actual show goes because pilots for some shows just be whack. Yeah, and there's gotta, some shows that are long running that ain't even funny. So. Yeah, and they got to they gotta get their groove, so I'm going to still watch it. All right, so those are the movies. We got some Blu-rays for this week. Blu-rays for this week. We have – I know I had it pulled up. I think I'll be more prepared. Sicario – Day of the Soldado. What is that movie called? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I think it might just be called yeah. There's yes, yeah, Day of Soldado. Um, I would take that as a. They made sure to smack 
Sicario so so much bigger than the rest of it. Like, yeah, we don't care about what the subtitle is. <laughs> um, I'll put that as a accept as a gif. Um, only because I own the first one, and this the first one is way better than the sequel. But I still accept it as a gif. So then we scroll down to the first purge. I could have sworn this came out already. The first purge I would put at a put that as a might stream. Like it was it was probably one of the worst purge movies since the first one. Um, but it did have my boy Black Rambo in it. Who is in uh who plays Daniel on Insecure, so shout out to him. Hopefully he gets some more uh, action roles because he showed that go that's gonna be his next calling in the <laughs> in Hollywood. And then our throwback for this week. No West Unsealed jersey. Okay, but yet I set that bar earlier. (laughs) (laughs) My my throwback is going to be. You know, here's what we do. Well, first we're going to say the fast and the furious. Which is the fourth one. Yep. And that was when they were trying to get things going on again. So I'll put that in my stream. All right. Too fast, too furious. Might stream if I really need to see that movie. Fast and furious, Tokyo Drift. I am cool with never seeing that movie again. I see clips enough when it comes to like MTV or something. And for some reason, the other ones didn't re release tomorrow. You're just getting the good ones out the way with first before they okay. give you like the, the whack ones like Fast Five, Furious <laughs> Seven, you know, that trash. Like we always put those out. Let's put these three that people don't think about out. All right, well, that's the Blu-rays for this week. I do not like that The Nun is the biggest movie in the Conjuring universe. That does seem weird. It's the worst movie in the Conjuring universe, but whatever. Um, all right, so um, what movie you plan on seeing before the next episode? No Snoop and Dre. Uh, we'll most definitely be seeing Venom, Adrenaline. Venom! Yes, I'm definitely seeing Venom. I am also seeing that, but I do not know if I'm seeing that next. It is a toss-up between... Uh, Jump Ball. A Star is Born, Hellfest, Smallfoot... Uh, and yeah, so it's a toss up between one of those, but definitely we'll be seeing Venom. Adrenaline Venom. All right, uh, this has been another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, Jilly. what you gonna call it? Um, make sure you check out icmovies.wordpress.com for this podcast, Share the Door podcast, video reviews, and videos. Maybe other stuff. Um, uh, go on, uh, share the door on SoundCloud, share the door podcast for uh, all the latest share the door episodes. That is the podcast with me and Brianna, who is my co-host. We have video podcasts on YouTube. If you type share the door podcast in, we also have video reviews of the movies that we talk about on this podcast. Mind you, all those are spoiler filled. Eventually, I will put time markers to let you know <laughs> when we're about to start spoiling the entire movie and when we're done talking about the movie so if you want to just see us argue back and forth for the last 30 minutes of the show you can just do that 
Um, iTunes still ain't hit your boy back, so we uh, waiting. That is crazy. It's getting out of control. If, if y'all just want to decline me, then just decline me. <laughs> hey, so I can figure out a different way to get it up there. And, yeah, make sure you go on the Great Musical great musical for all the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallits. Go on uh, iTunes for Leo B. Gyllenhaal. You can hit up Stitcher. No stitches. I always forget it's on there. And, yeah, but it's your boy Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bats in the third. I forgot about the Instagram, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, Leo B. Gyllenhaal on Instagram. Share the door on Instagram as well. Follow, do whatever. Uh, Follow like me. Like I said, Leo Archibald, Young Denzel, O'Shea Bratson, Thur, Slim Nate, aka Slim Pickens, Nabron James, uh, Najon Rondo, uh, Nazo Bell, uh, Brandon Negrum, um, huh? uh, the 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 Nile Newsma, uh, Navelle McGee. Who else I am? No Wagner, uh, <laughs> Nate Beasley. Nance Stevenson. Nate Beasley is nasty because you just took his last name in the wedding after the <laughs> wedding and y'all's marriage. Nate Hart. Uh, okay. Nate See, Tavius Caldwell Nate. Everybody out there just last year, all y'all out there was laughing at me. <laughs> Anytime I bring up the legends of Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma. I've been Every, Laker gang for life. Everybody laughed at me. But oh, oh, oh this year when y'all see JaVel going for 40 and 20 every game. Dang, I ain't never laugh. <laughs> I already knew because it was always Laker gang for life. Always has been, always will be. Hey, um, who else I am? Nate School. Nate Foot. Small Nate. A simple Nate. The Nate. Okay. Nate Fest. Crazy Rich Nates. The Nateter. Ew. Black Boy Nate. Nady Mint. Nady and Mint. Ro- That's a nasty little name. Nady Mint. <laughs> so they call me on the streets. Man. Spread your rolly wings. That's a threat, not a, a question or an ask. You can go on fan ca- Fancastical on Instagram. I will be posting the Fancast for a Netflix reboot of Bridesmaids as well as a fictional groomsmen movie did you find it no, i ain't looked yet i forgot to <laughs> right after i said i should do it i'll do it tomorrow maybe uh as well what else i have something else coming up on that but it's your boy joaquin opini worth aka push a k aka kayanya taylor joy van zan aka cool breeze aka terry hightower aka course kojo neon ember uh uncle hami Sweets, lady, would be mine? Be mine for a long time. All time, I'll be there when you need me. When you need me, just call in. Just call in. Receive me like a letter. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. That's a hard bar. It wasn't, but I'm going to let that go. Green light. Mm, that was whack. <laughs> I would have said um, no red light. Um, uh, no red light is definitely garbage. Trash. Uh, right, before I, oh, yeah, who sucks before we end this off? And I, Taylor. And I, before I bar to death. Kish sucks. 
Shout out to Taylor Kish. Nina Dobrev sucks. Shout out to Nina Dobrev. Joey King sucks. Romney Malco sucks. Alex what up, Rose. Romney? Uh, Alex Rose sucks. Keep rolling, rolling, uh, rolling, rolling. So, boy, Theo James sucks. Theo with the jello pudding. <laughs> free bill. <laughs> <laughs> Only time I say free bill is when I'm handing out some charity money. Um, Crickets. Shout out to Ansel Elgert, the baby driver. So much longer. I, you I can will be watching. I will driver. be watching November Criminal soon, and you can get a retroactive <laughs> uh, <laughs> punishment because I'm like I know that came out last year, but if it's bad enough that it feels bad enough to be in two years, he'll definitely be up for it. And he dyed his hair blonde. And he acting up. He back with at Pokemon Company uh, factory stores. Uh, so, anyways. Time for me to go to bed. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess in this off with the uh, yeah, which is the opposite of no, and I can switch my flow, and now I can give and go, and I can pick and roll. Here we go I with come the bad raps the again. When I pop, I shoot it from the Glock. I don't mess with the ops. I'm from the school <laughs> of hard knocks. Yeah, this sounds like a young person.